Good luck at your race tomorrow, Mom. I'm so proud of you, and you're going to do great. I'm so glad that we could come watch you. Don't forget to have fun tomorrow. Love you. Love, Lexi. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. My name is Kim Peek. I am a movement and mindset strategist with a passion for running, triathlon, and all things fitness. Today, I am doing a special Boston Marathon edition of the podcast. The Boston Marathon is the world's oldest annual marathon, and it's a marathon that almost everyone has heard of, even if they don't follow running. Running the Boston Marathon represents dedication, commitment, grit, and perseverance, and The runners who make it to the start line in Boston on the third Monday in April each year have poured their hearts into their training. There is a qualifying time standard that they have to meet, and it seems like it gets tougher to qualify each year. It is just so exciting to be in Boston on race day and for those days leading up to the race. I can't even explain what the atmosphere is like. It's just something you have to experience to even understand how amazing it feels to be in that city on race week, even if you're not someone who's running. So I wanted to create a special Boston Marathon edition of the podcast to bring some of that excitement to everyone. Those of you who are at the race, those who are running, and those of us who are just living vicariously through our favorite runners. There's so much we can all learn about what it takes to be a champion in life, at work, with our loved ones, and in sport by studying how champions think, feel, and train. No matter if you are a walker, a runner, a rower, a cyclist, a crossfitter, or a swimmer, I think you will find the people who are running the Boston Marathon to be very inspiring. Before we get started, I also want to tell you that this episode is dedicated to my friend and client, Stephanie, and to my friend, Sebastian, who is also part of an online community that I created many years ago as part of Power of Run Coaching. We've nicknamed this group the Crazies because it was originally created for people who are crazy about running so that they could talk about running without their friends and their family getting sick of all the talking that we all do about running. Along the way, we just became this tight-knit group of friends. So Stephanie and Sebastian, I reached out to some of your friends, and I have some surprises in store for you in this episode. For everyone else who is listening, I hope that you are inspired by the many interviews within this episode. To provide a little bit of perspective and to help everyone out there understand what it is like to run Boston, to be on the course, to experience this as a runner, I brought in my longtime friend, Bill Williams. Bill has been running for 15 years and recently re-qualified for Boston this past fall by running four marathons in 41 days. I qualified for Boston three times. Yes. Um, and uh, I've been to Boston twice and qualified again. And I'm um, looking forward to going one more time. So what is your favorite thing about running the Boston Marathon? 
my favorite thing. That's it's impossible to say there's one favorite thing about Boston. The crowds are amazing. A million people. Uh, the whole mystique of Boston is amazing. It's a bucket lister. Um, it's one that you really make count. It's uh, the expo is to die for. Um, and it's just the experience is uh, is amazing, incredible. Okay, let's talk about you get up in the morning, you get on the bus, and then you get to the, well, I don't know, what do they call it, the Athletes Village? And yeah. you sit there and you wait and wait and wait. What do you do to keep your mind focused on, I'm going to run in an hour or two or whenever I'm done waiting? Well, when we sit around, usually it's all about community at that point. And so you build relationships. You find a spot and you sit with other folks and you engage. It's a lot of fun. I've met some of the most amazing people just sitting around because there's a whole bunch of you together. You, you have little communities and you just you eat, you talk, you laugh. Um, one of the things that I know that we did the last couple of times is we made a habit of we brought a big Sharpie, a big, thick inch Sharpie, and we would write our names down both of our, both arms. Um, and, and all the other athletes we were in our group were doing that. And what I remember most about doing that is if you write your name down your arm really big so people can see when you run by, people will shout out your name. And so that's really encouraging when you're on this course and people yell your name. Um, out to you. And we did that. And as we did it, and other people were doing it. And there was like probably 30 or 40 people around us who were all doing it because somebody had told them at an earlier race to do that. And that's one of my favorite. I things. had forgotten about that. That is fun. And it's fun as a spectator too, because then you have names that you can shout out instead of running, yelling the generic, you're almost there when you're really not almost there. And at Boston or in any other race where you start to feel that fatigue and you feel like your, bot, your, your mind starts telling you that you want to stop, do you have any tricks that you use to keep going? Yeah, you know, I always tell me, just go two minutes. And I, I don't know why it's two minutes, but I always tell myself, run two more minutes and then reevaluate. And usually if I can get two minutes then I settle into a new routine and sometimes I'll say, okay, go two more minutes. And I do that until I don't have to tell myself that anymore. And, and I find myself a new routine or I'll switch my song. I'll go to a new song that gives me some, some, some new energy. Uh, but that's typically what I try to do to get through just, just two more minutes. Next up, Jen Carlson Maloney, who is featured in episode 21 of the podcast has a message for Stephanie and Sebastian. I yeah I mean Sebastian is I don't know I just love watching his adventures and I, to be honest I was kind of surprised that he um decided to do Boston but I guess I think again as a runner I think it's it's just one of those things that I think if you have the opportunity to do it you almost have to do it and I'm really glad he's doing it and I really hope that you know he I mean I I know it's not his typical race so I just really hope that you know, he just soaks it up and really enjoys it. And I would imagine that he's going to have a pretty um, lofty goal in mind and I'm sure he'll make it too. You know I mean? He's just so determined and he's got so much drive that 
um, I have no doubt that he'll achieve his goal. So I'm just really glad he's taking the opportunity because I think I think he's had this opportunity before and hasn't taken it, if I'm not mistaken. And Jen's message for Stephanie. I just hope that they, for one, I hope she has great weather. <laughs> I know that some years it's been really challenging. So um, I hope that it's good weather. And I just hope it's a really great experience. I mean, to me, I mean, qualifying for Boston is kind of like one of those pinnacle moments, you know, that you can have and just to enjoy it. Like, I mean, I hope it's not stressful and it's just really amazing and she can enjoy the whole thing. You know, I mean, that it's just really, I mean, if she has a goal, obviously I hope she makes it and I'm sure she will. Um, but I just hope that she has an amazing time. I mean, she earned this and I hope she enjoys it. Um, let's see what else the, so you've been running for 15 years. What does it take to be able to run 15 years? Because you've had your share of injuries too, but you have quite a bit of longevity there. So right. what do you think your secret to long-term running has been? Um, my, secret, my secret to long-term running. I really think injuries are a small, small part. I think the most important thing is to commit yourself to do it every single day or, well, I mean, you need rest days, but, but you can't say I'm going to run two times this week or two times get into the habit of doing it every, I mean, you know, if you do it four days a week or five days a week, run consistently and put a goal in front of yourself. So you always have something that you're working towards, whether it be sign up for another marathon or you're going to run 20 miles a week or 30 miles a week or six days a week or whatever that is, set a goal for yourself. So you always have something that you're seeking to, to achieve. Hi mom. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. I know how hard you've worked for this and no one deserves it more than you do. Seeing you work so hard inspires me to get outside and run with Madison, even though I'm pretty slow. I love you so much, and I'm so excited for you. Love, Alyssa. Around um, mile 24, 25, we're right at the end of the course. I'm getting ready to finish, and you're, the, the streets are lined with hundreds of thousands of people as you're as you're pulling in close to the finish line and there's people throughout the course, not just at aid stations who are holding candy out and drinks out for you to, to grab along the course. Everybody is great. And, and I'm getting close to the end and there's a guy and, and some other people holding stuff out to drink. And a man is holding out a beer uh, in front of along the course, right along the edge of the course. And I just, I don't really drink. And I'm like, and so I just went and I grabbed it. And then I grabbed it and I took a drink because everybody was doing it and I wanted to be part of the experience. And the guy yelled, that's my beer. He wasn't actually holding it out for me. He was just <laughs> holding it over the barrier and I thought he was holding it for me and I stole it from him. And I just love that story. Here's a little message for Stephanie and Sebastian from another one of our crazies, Missy. 
Stephanie and Sebastian, I'm so excited for your Boston adventure. You both have worked so hard to get there. Months of training and countless hours and dedication have went into this one special race that almost every runner dreams of qualifying for. I'm so incredibly proud of you both and my wish is for you to take it all in and enjoy each and every mile. Remember sometimes the memories created during the race are much more important than the finish time. Stephanie, remember that you are an exceptional runner, and that ability is what got you into Boston in the first place. Don't you let self-doubt and fear play mind games with you. You're healthy and strong. You're fearless and more than a conqueror through him. You can do hard things, girl. Hold your head up high and run like the wind. You've got this. Sebastian, you're one of the best runners I know. Your commitment and natural love for running is so inspiring and something to be proud of. Just keep doing what you always do when it comes to running and you'll be fine. Um, When it gets difficult, the solution is usually simple. (laughs) Just breathe and keep moving. Stephanie and Sebastian, remember, you're braver than you know and stronger than you think. And um, when you feel like quitting, just remember why you started and run for those who can't. Have a great race, guys. Can't wait to hear all about it. You got this. Sometimes race day just doesn't go as planned. I love this story that Bill tells about how he reacted in the Fargo Marathon when the wheels just fell off his race and everything that he had planned just went out the window. Listen as Bill tells us how he made the best of a bad situation. There was a race. I was trying to qualify for Boston and I hadn't qualified for a couple of years in Fargo. And I went up and I was having a really good race at about mile 18 or 19. I was off the pace and I wasn't doing as well as I thought. And by mile 20, 21, it was pretty clear that I was going to fall off and, I, and it wasn't going to be the race that I wanted. And so I tried to stay motivated. And so we're just running through streets, just like residential streets in Fargo, North Dakota. And I just, I was trying to engage with folks on, in the crowd and it was fun. And one family was, had a, was having a birthday party and, and for their kids and there were stuffed balloons. And so I just ran into the birthday party and they were jumping on the trampoline. And so I started jumping on the trampoline and then uh, just left the course for a minute and jumped on the trampoline in this folks yard. And then I went a little bit further along and people were barbecuing. And I said, do you have one? Do you, do you have some uh, a brat for me? And he said, yeah, come on in. And so I went and I, I was eating a brat on the side of the course in, in these people's yards and just took a break from the marathon. And then uh, I went into another lady said she had cheesecake in the kitchen. So I went into her house and I'm eating cheesecake in her kitchen while everyone's running by. And I ended up doing a, like a, a, you know, a marathon that was like 350 or something, but I had a great time engaging with folks along the course and just anything to make the marathon a fun experience. Hi, Steph. It's Brooke. Just want to wish you good luck on your race. I know you can do it. Run fast. Round of applause for you. Yay. It's awesome. Run fast, sis. Next, we are going to hear from Hope Hyatt. Hope is also one of the members of our group, The Crazies. And she is an ultra runner and is going to share some of the tricks she uses when the going gets tough. 
Are there any certain mindset mental tricks that you use in the long run or in a long race like that? Um, yeah, any negative thoughts that come in your mind, you need to change it to something positive. You need, you're going to plan A, B, C, Z in a, in a race like that. So you've got to stay positive. You've got to be in that mile that you're in, not thinking, oh, how am I going to have energy 30, 40 miles down the road? You just have to be in that mile. And like I said, any negative thoughts, you've got to change it to a positive one. You've got to think of something else. You've got to, you know, make the best of how you're feeling at that moment because it might be good and might be really bad. <laughs> so, Yeah. So do you have, what's your best piece of advice that you would have for our runners for just sticking it out at those points in the race where it gets really hard? Um, well, like I said, changing your mind, you know, your mind plays such a huge part and whatever you're thinking your body's going to do. So, and then also letting go of fears, you know, you're, we're capable of so much more than we think we are like so much more. And so just letting go of that fear of, am I good enough? Can I do this? Can I push harder? Um, yeah, just, you just have to let that all go. And, you know, believe in yourself because literally I, I know I haven't even come close to what I could even do. And, and I don't think, I don't think potentially a lot of us do. So, and you know what, like putting a smile on your face is huge. I was thinking about Stephanie and I feel like she's always like smiling and happy. And, um, when, whenever we see about her racing and stuff and, just, yeah, putting a smile on your face through it. So, Is there any part of the course that you remember as being the hardest part of the course? I definitely think what, you know, Heartbreak Hill, which is more like Heartbreak Hills and Hills and Hills. <laughs> like that was the hardest part because at that point of the race, around mile 18 to 20, you're just starting to feel fatigued and then it gets difficult. And you're riding this wave of high before then that, that carries you. But at that point, you're really starting to get fatigued and then it gets really hard um, around mile 20. Next, Hope shares some words of advice and words of wisdom for both Stephanie and Sebastian. This is a hard one, but I would just say just letting it all go and and seeing what you got because um, because he really is a good runner. He, I don't think he, you know, he's got a lot more speed than he gives himself credit for. And I think just just go for it is what I thought about for him. So. Yeah, for him, I think the biggest thing is just to kind of go have fun and just enjoy yeah. the moment. Yeah, for sure in that race. For her, I was thinking just about the fear thing, just letting anything that creeps up in your mind, just push it away because, because you can do, like I said, more than you think you can and enjoy it. Like we were talking about just you know, whatever, whatever jitters you have that day, just think of, you know, change your mind, think of something else because 
because you're you're amazing. One of the questions I ask on each podcast is for my guests to share with me some of the traits that they think champions possess. Bill shares his answers next. Give me five traits that all champions possess. I think that the, I have five things that I focus on. And the first thing that I think is it starts with belief. Um, and that's belief in myself, faith, um, that, that, that this is, that I can do this. And then motivation uh, to, to take the next step forward. Um, and I believe that belief, motivation, and then consistency in your preparation, just every day going out there, getting up every morning and going for a run, finding something to motivate you um, to do that every single day um, and then doing it. And then after you do those things, appreciating where you've come from, the journey and the whole process, where you came from, where you're going to and where you're at. Um, those are the, those are the, the, the important things. I guess that's for um, belief motivation, uh, consistency and preparation, and then appreciation. Um, because if you love it, you'll keep doing it. So you have to have that appreciation at the end. I also had Delise Hofen pop in to share a few words. Delise is the founder of Braden's Hope for Childhood Cancer, and she will be my guest on Tuesday's episode. So if you're listening in real time, two days from now. We were talking about how sometimes we have to just accept where we are, accept our training, and allow ourselves to accept that where we are or what we're doing is enough. Would you like to expand on that a little bit? Absolutely. And I think what you just said is so true for all of us in like every facet of our life. I think we just get so um, concerned about the, the best. I want, I want to be the best. I want to be number one, whether that's like in, in your job or in being a mom or a friend or running, whatever it is, I want to be number one. And I, and I want to do the, the very best that I possibly can. And sometimes we compare ourselves to some fairly unrealistic expectations. Like I, I know there's no way I'm ever going to run a single six minute mile let alone 26.2, 26-minute miles. Um, so I think that we have to, at some point, say to ourselves, okay, I'm enough, and, and what I'm doing is enough, and I'm getting out there, and I'm running, and I'm doing everything that I can do, or I'm, I'm going to my job, and I'm doing everything that I can do. I'm excelling at what I'm doing. And if, if we just cut ourselves a break, and say, I don't have to be perfect, and I don't have to be number one, and start expecting perfection of ourselves, and allow ourselves to just step back from it and say, that was enough, and I'm enough. I mean, we do a really good job of telling our friends, don't do that to yourself, You're really, but we're really bad about doing that with ourselves. Um, so I think we really just have to just take a minute to reflect and say, what I'm doing is, is awesome and, and give yourself a little high five and um, give yourself a little bit of encouragement and positivity. Even if you didn't come in first place, you got out there and you, you gave it what you had that day and be proud of what you did. 
I think that's such an important, just an important thing for everybody to consider whether they're racing and they have high expectations for how they're going to do on race day or like you said, just for daily life, whatever it is that you're out there trying to do your best at. I just, my last um, 10K that I did was in like just ridiculous conditions. It was snowing. The wind was blowing what felt like 90 miles an hour. (laughs) It was all hills. And I finished at like an hour and nine minutes, which is so, so slow. But it's only like, I think like six minutes slower than my PR. And I was like, you know what? Yay for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very slow time, but yay for me because I did it in those horrible conditions and in those ridiculous hills. So let's celebrate instead. Of, and I wanted to like kick the ground and be like, seriously, an hour and nine minutes. That's crazy. But on the flip side, I was like, you know, when you, you consider all things that were going against me that day, that's pretty good. I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, and there's so many things that can happen on race day that are completely out of your control. So you have to do the best with what you can control and just kind of let what is out of your control just roll off you, I think. The more that you perseverate on the stuff that's going wrong and you start in your head telling yourself how I'm not I'm not on pace for where I want to be and this is really starting to hurt and I don't really want to do this anymore. The more that you start that talk in your mind, the easier it is to just give up and go even slower. And instead, just taking that and turning around and switching and saying, stop talking to yourself that way and start making yourself think about the things that are going well. And you know what, that last hill really was bad, but I got over it. And and there's going to be a downhill coming up, that kind of thing. I love it. Okay. So I know we both have a friend in common who is running Boston. Would you like to leave a little message for Stephanie? Absolutely. First of all, I am so ridiculously proud of Stephanie for qualifying for Boston. That's such a big deal. And I know how hard she trains and how hard she works. And I'm so excited for her to be able to go do this. And I have my little text notification set up so I can find out how she's doing as she's plugging along. And Stephanie, I believe in you completely, and I know you're going to absolutely rock this race out. So just go and enjoy it and be in the moment and um, love everything about it because Boston's a really big deal. Hey, honey, it's me. Good luck on Monday. I am really looking forward to watching you run your race. I know you've trained your butt off to get here, and I really hope you take take a moment to enjoy it. We'll be cheering for you. Love you. Jen and Megan and some of the crazies are going out to cheer for Stephanie and Sebastian, and they are going to try to do some dinners and a shakeout run together on Sunday. And when I was talking to Jen, she mentioned that she was a bit nervous about trying to keep up with the speedy Boston marathoners. And so I shared with her a story about something that I did when I went to watch Bill run the Boston Marathon a few years ago. And they all wanted to do a just a shakeout run mm-hmm. throughout the city. And I was super stressed <laughs> trying to go on this run with them. Mm-hmm. But what we used to do is it that was a lot of fun when we would travel with the I would travel with my fast friends to go to races was we would keep our phones out and use it as a sightseeing photo op kind of Mm -hmm. run. 
mm-hmm. then that gave everybody a chance to, there were people that ran with the slower people like me. Mm-hmm. And then everybody would pause and we'd regroup and get our breaths, breath mm-hmm. and take mm-hmm. pictures. And so it right. was really almost became something that I originally dreaded that turned mm-hmm. into be something that I was like, oh, this is so much fun. And I always looked forward to. So mm-hmm. maybe you guys can do it that way. This has not been my typical podcast episode. We had a lot of people and a lot of voices. If this was your first time listening, I hope that you'll come back. There's a new episode each Tuesday, and I have some amazing people lined up. This Tuesday's episode features Delise Hofen of Braden's Hope for Childhood Cancer. Delise has been through so much. She was diagnosed with breast cancer while her son was going through treatment for a childhood cancer. And that just touches the surface. Be sure to come back and listen to that episode on Tuesday. And if you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. To everyone racing tomorrow, have the best time. You have earned the right to be there, whether that's with a qualifying time or because you are running with a charity and raising much needed funds for Boston area charities. At the time I'm recording this, the weather isn't looking like it's going to be that great. So stay warm, be safe, run your own race. This is your time, something that you have worked for. You've already controlled all that you can control by training hard. And I know you arrived in Boston with the best mindset possible because you're a champion. Let the weather and any stress that the day brings, just roll right off you. Focus on what you can do and what you have control over in the moment. You always have control over your thoughts. And anytime you can find a positive spin on pain and negative thoughts, it leads to a change in performance. So when you're out there running, when you're feeling the pain, if the rain is beating down on you, try to find the good, try to find the positive, try to find a way to flip that negative thought on its head. I know we've spent a lot of time cheering and hyping this race. I don't want anybody out there to take this as added pressure. Run your own race. Do what is right for you in the moment. Stephanie and Sebastian, I'm so proud to call both of you my friends. And Stephanie, it has been such an honor to be your coach, my friend. Monday is a celebration of all the training and your commitment to excellence. So go have fun. We have two final good luck messages. The next one is for Sebastian from our friend Megan from the Crazies Group. Good luck on Monday, Sebastian. I remember a few years ago when you ran about 15 minutes off the qualifying time and you were saying how you had such a far way to go, but now you're here. You're an amazing runner, and you're with some of your closest friends, and I cannot wait to cheer for you. Really, really proud of all that you've done. We'll be out there screaming so loudly when you go by. Hi, Steph. It's Lanny and Karen. Raw, raw, raw. We're calling to wish you well on your run. I'm sure you're going to do fabulous. 
Um, we're so proud that you're running the Boston Marathon. Cool. We've been telling everybody about it. We're so excited. Wish we were there. So we're going to pretend like we're there. So at mile 17, you look for people that look like us and wish we had a great big old cowbell cheering you on. <laughs> and it would be a big old cowbell. Yeah, it would. So I'm sure you're doing great, and we're so proud, and I'm going to watch you on the app if I can figure it out. I'm sure I can. Well, that's questionable. <laughs> but you run. Run. Run your heart out. Yeah, you run, girl. Good luck. Love you. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.